When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome into another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast, where we're reacting to last night's NBA draft lottery, where the Celtics were awarded the number three pick in this year's upcoming NBA draft. So that means uh, no Ingram, bittersweet, no Ben Simmons, but instead the Celtics have a crop of prospects to pick from as they uh, find out what they're going to do with this third pick. So uh, hey, we'll least, break down that third pick. At least we didn't move down, man. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, I guess it could have been worse. It could have been lower than, than, than the third pick. Seriously. So we'll break down that pick. We'll also talk about if the Celtics can actually trade this pick and what kind of value does it hold. And uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the the different scenarios the Celtics can, can go towards so as they head into options. the offseason. So, so many, many options. options. So many options. And um, guys, <clears throat> Joel, I know you two were together last night. And first thing I want to ask is what was Dutra's initial reaction when uh, <laughs> when we found out the Celtics were going to be picking third? Uh, a bunch of explicit, explicit contact, explicit language. Oh man, you should it's have just recorded screaming. That. Parental advisory. You know, like my ears, <laughs> my ears were bleeding. Um, but you know, not that I, not that I'm happy about what happened last night. But what was the first thing I said, Ducho, when I walked in to the Causeway Street one-on-one studios? He told me we're gonna get the three pick, and I said. No, we're not gonna get the three pick, man. <laughs> well, see, my, my about fifteen minutes until that, until they made, until the uh, the, the beginning of the NBA draft lottery, I said the Celtics at best are gonna get the third pick. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it is, man. Well, no, the, the, I, see what I was, what I was thinking is that I was using my reverse psychology all day. I was being negative, Nancy, <laughs> right. all day, saying there's no way we can tell us never do it. Celtics will well, never. Well, you thought it was gonna up. be the fourth pick, right? That's what you said in that video that we posted. Well, yeah, that was even after they got the third pick. I was still on my. I was still on my don't jinx it. Don't think that they're gonna do good and get move up in the draft. But whatever. They didn't they didn't they didn't move up. They didn't move down. We've seen every single year the Celtics have been in the draft lottery. We've moved down. So hey, it could be worse. It sucks because you were so close to getting the number one and two picks. And this year just so happens to be a two player draft. Right. This isn't like two thousand three where you have a stacked draft class. Right. If win, this was two thousand three. And the third pick would be a, a Excellent choice to, to start with. Or even last year. I mean, last year, you look at it, there was three three real players at the top of the draft. You had Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. you had Russell, and then you had Okafor. Right. So this would be sitting pretty right now with Okafor. But my biggest concern that my biggest concern going into the draft, that, that now that we know the Celtics have the third pick, is that that whole scenario of flipping this pick and, and bringing in an elite player or uh, someone who's going to change your franchise, I think that's out the window, guys. I mean, let's... Let's think. Let's let's be honest here, because the top two players in this draft are the. Are, I'm not going to say the only ones that can completely change a franchise, but they're the most attractive. They're the sexiest players in this Ooh, draft. Sexy. 
<laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> because now if a team wants to move their star player, if, if a team wants to move their franchise-building guy, right. they can just go call Philadelphia or call the Los Angeles Lakers and say, oh, we want Ingram or, hey, we want Simmons. Yeah. You know? What's oh. going to make them want to pick up the phone and call Danny Ainge and said, yeah, who's uh, whoever you're going to pick up that third? Um, you know what? We really like Bender. Right. Or we really like, uh, I don't know, Buddy Heald. So we want your pick. And here's, I don't know, for sake of argument, Demarcus Jimmy Butler. Or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so this is, I still think there is definitely, there's definitely value in the third pick, right? I, Some value. So I, I don't, okay. I don't think that it's untradeable, but I also don't think, I don't think now if you do trade it and you do want Demarcus Cousins, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, whoever, you're gonna have to throw in a lot more. You know what I mean? If you had the number one or number two pick, I think you could have had sort of uh, like the Kevin Love deal, where you look at, you know, they traded Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. Anthony Bennett, which was a number one draft pick, but really he was just a, somebody on the bench with potential. Right. So. And then plus a future first round pick that got them Kevin Love, that got Cleveland Kevin Love. Right. So I mean, when you have the three pick now, you're going to have to include a Marcus Smart, you know, a Jay Crowder, an Avery Bradley, someone of that sort to get anybody, if they do decide to trade it. But you know, obviously, it would have been interesting to see what Danny Ainge did if he got the number one and number two pick. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does with the three pick. I don't even know right now. I mean, I would assume he's going to try to trade it, but. There are some intriguing players at the third spot. I think that that's safe to say. Well, that's a good point. Not the fact that there's, you know, a lot of great players at the third pick. Well, not only that, I should say, but I like the thought of, okay, well, the Lakers and the 76ers, do they have guys like Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder? Not necessarily, no, right? No, they don't. I mean, what kind of package can they put together that would top the Celtics' offer for a team that's willing to give up a Paul George or Jimmy Butler. So if if you're talking still about assets, a team that is set up the best to trade. So this is still at the top of the list. So this is still at the top of the list okay. because not only did, I mean, it would have made it a lot easier if we got the number one and two pick. But if any of those big names are out there, the Celtics can offer the best package. Right. I, it Hands down. Well, that's why I, that's why I said that because I, I still love that Jimmy Butler talk that trade talk yeah. i do and i thought that if they had the first or second pick i thought that the Celtics could put together a package that didn't include jay crowder that included maybe avery bradley maybe marcus smart and that pick and maybe i know people don't want to hear this but maybe a future the the, the future brooklyn first round pick and that's a pretty good deal but now that you have the third pick i think if you're going to revamp those trade talks you're going to have to include jay crowder and and, and Avery Bradley. Yeah. That, those are your two pieces that look most attractive for any team that's looking to deal one of the, their, their top guy and start over. Yeah, I don't I don't think now that we know that the Celtics will draft in the third position, that there is any way you could just trade the third pick and future first-round picks and get anybody of caliber, any, any superstar caliber player. You're going to have to include players on your current roster now. Whether, like you said, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. So now you and I'm okay all with that. I'm okay with it. include all of them now. I'm okay with it. I mean, this is the thing. If you can get – so this I, – I, I think that Paul George is sort of a pipe dream. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I don't think so either. Right? I, I don't think – they've waited. They've been patient. They're not – they're going to build around him. they they're got not, some people coming off the books this year. They can right. sign somebody if they want. Right. They, got, they, got, they got a draft. You know, whatever. They got a draft pack. They got Miles Turner who had a phenomenal first Seriously, year. Seriously, they're, so. they're building something. There. Right. I, unless Paul George says, I want to be traded, which I don't see happening. No, but, I don't either. 
Um, I, I think that's gone. So the, the, realistically, the only players that are going to be franchise changers that you're going to be able to trade for is Jimmy Butler and DeMarcus Cousins. Still with the Cousins, huh? No, it's, that's, that's who it is. Right? That's, who else in the NBA is, is, is the trade Dude, that window is closing, man. It it's, is closing. It's definitely closing, but... Uh, I thought it was closed. No, nah, I don't... I'm, <laughs> no, it's so, not closed yet. about that? <laughs> all, all I know is that I'm okay with the Celtics. It, now, that, now that, like we said, now that we know where they're drafting, I'm okay with them making a gigantic package to go after and get whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get a Jimmy Butler on the team or a DeMarcus Cousins on the team. Because those guys are signed long-term. They're better than any player you have on the roster right now. You're getting the best player in the deal. If you're gonna include, I don't know, a it, couple players and and the third overall pick and maybe you know the uh, the the Dallas pick this year too. If they want, if it's a rebuilding team like Sacramento, you don't think Sacramento would want three first round draft picks this year? No, they definitely right. would. No, you're you know? right. You're right. But at the same time, Danny can't just throw a a, a whole bunch of picks and 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 great players. Why? For someone that might not be worth it right well that's what i mean so the two players that i would only do this for right now oh, I mean, okay you're saying only because no. that was gonna be my my, my next yeah, question i was gonna ask question, you like, like you said you say whatever it takes that's what i was that's what i was whatever saying. it it's takes not to those get a guys player. are you are you not settling for less no i mean saying? if it if it is a mb if it is a top 15 player in the nba that is on the trade market that is an all-star that can score i'm trading whatever it takes I mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, you're going to get – right now you don't have a top 15 player on your roster. No, I got it. But I think it depends who it is. For example, what you two were talking about on CausewayStreetBlog.com last week, the Jimmy Butler – a Jimmy potential Jimmy Butler deal. Right. Sean, you're, you would want to include Jay Crowder and something like that, right? I said if it needs to happen, I would include Jay Crowder, yeah. Okay. And Sway, you were saying that Avery Bradley's enough. Well, and, and, and this is and, before and a combination, last night. And a combination of <laughs> this things. is before so, last and I, night. And I don't think it was I, Avery Bradley's enough. No, no, it was, Avery that's Bradley where and, he would draw the line. Okay, he wouldn't right. give up Jay Crowder. Okay, in that yeah, deal. right. Well, that was with the assumption or with the hopes that the Celtics would would, would, would you know be awarded the first or second pick. Now, I'm about fifty fifty. If if you want to include Jay Crowder in that deal, I'm about fifty fifty. Okay, so let me ask you this about the results of the top three last night. Are any 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 of those like either Ingram or Simmons? Are they franchise changing players? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think within the first year. No, that's the thing. Okay. Is that they're going to be franchise players? I I really I I truly believe that Ingram and Simmons will both be perennial all stars in this league. But when you look at it, even Andrew Wiggins, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, they played great their rookie years, but the thing is, they're not winning games yet. You know what I mean? Like when you are that down that low in the in the draft, you're not you're not getting a player like it's not LeBron James, right? It's not a player that's going to come in day one and do it. That's once in every twenty years. So for the Lakers and the Seventy Sixers, I think it's okay because they're sort of in that rebuilding mode. They can lose another season and and build it up and have a young core. So, I mean, if the Celtics did get that, it would be interesting to see what they would have done because. You know, we're a playoff team. Yeah. So then, Mike. So I guess what I'm alluding to is, does it would it have made that much of a difference had they got the number one or number two pick in terms of those guys coming in, and all of a sudden the Celtics are that more attractive for a free agent to come in this way? Well, no, I think it would have. The the or, reason why or, you or wanted trade bait. that's it. The reason why it would have made a bigger difference is for the trade bait purposes only, because I mean, let's be honest, you could get a perennial all star at, at 
at the third pick too. I mean, it can happen. I mean, look at the past third pick, three, third overall picks. I mean, they've been pretty good. So, would the Celtics, if they sort of talking in, I guess what ifs because it already yeah, happened. We know yeah. it did happen. But I mean, if they did get the number one and two pick, I mean, it would have been would have been much more. You could have had more options to trade it to a Chicago, to a Sacramento, who are saying. Okay, if we're trading our best player, we're in rebuild mode anyways. We might as well rebuild around the best player in the draft. So that that's where you, that's where I'm looking at there. So maybe they can still do it, but now I think you're going to have to add a lot more in there. Okay, well, let's talk about this third pick, okay? We have a number of different options for the Celtics that they can go in that wouldn't, you know, drive that wouldn't surprise us, that wouldn't, you know, get us to thinking maybe this guy's not going to fit. There's a lot of guys who are question marks, there's a few guys that we don't know you know, if they're going to gonna take a few years, if they can contribute right away. But if we're talking about the third pick here, we're hoping that this guy or we're assuming that whoever the Celtics pick and hold on to is going to be a rotation guy and someone that's going to help the Celtics next year. Yeah, so we have a no, shooter and Buddy Heald. Please no James Youngs, please. No Youngs. No, I don't think there's no Youngs at, at the you third pick. You were a huge fan, Sean, when James Young was so, drafted. I was so psyched when they yeah, drafted Yeah, Ducha, you had, you had him in your uh, in your piece as, as someone that you wanted the Celtics to draft. I wouldn't even have minded if they drafted him in the, with the um, with the Marcus Smart draft spot. I oh, thought man. he was that good. Jesus, he has no competitive. <laughs> if he comes back next year, I am going to be... I'm gonna be flabbergasted, man. Okay, if well, he comes back. Well, there's another guy who's who came from the same place that he came from, who's in this draft. That's my boy, Jamal Murray. What do you think? I, that's that's who I want. If if Murray. So, Jamal Murray, I don't know. So man. This, I'm not so, failing him for so the we'll third go, pick. We're going down this route, right? Yep. If the Celtics do draft, right? And keep we're talking in a scenario where they're gonna pick yeah. this. They're gonna take the pick and and, and add him onto yeah. the team. Unfor- right. unfortunately, unfortunately, we're doing the what ifs when it comes to who they potentially could draft. But I mean, I think in the in the NBA rule book. No, no trades can officially be made. They can be announced on right. draft night, but they can't be made. Right. So you, you basically are you have a wink, wink to with the team. They're exactly. Say, like I'm like, drafting you're this, drafting player this for guy. You. Yeah. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah, but um, yeah, Jamal Murray. If the Celtics take a take a player, excuse me. If the Celtics take Don't a cry. player, <laughs> I understand. If they if they draft a player that they're going to keep and they're not going to trade it, Jamal Murray's my guy, man. I mean, when when have you ever gone wrong with a Kentucky guard other than James Young? Seriously. <laughs> James Young. Seriously, other than James Young. I mean, you look at it. You got uh, Brandon Knight, great player. I thought you were going to start off with Joel's favorite person here, Ray John Rondo. Fine, Ray John Rondo. <laughs> All right, go ahead. John Wall. Um, help me out here. Um, that guy. That, dude, there's like there's like thousands. There's a, there's a, Davis. There's a bunch. Uh, well, Anthony Davis. Well, he was a – right. I'm talking well, about – Well, the, the reason I bring him up is because – uh, to help your to help your point out here, uh, Jamal Murray averaged more than both of those guys you just mentioned. Well, in the, in the freshman year, because they, yeah. they were one and done guys. Yeah, I John mean, Wall and uh, and Devin Booker too. Hey, Devin Booker. Okay, right. I mean, right, Kentucky right. guards under the under Calipari have been able to come into the league and contribute year one. So, Jamal Murray. Let's just let's just go over who he is. If you guys don't know, I mean, a lot of a lot of people who are NBA heads don't really watch college basketball, but. Jamal Murray, he's a 6'5", 200, he's 19 years old, 200 pounds, guard, can shoot it, really good, you know, he, he, he reminds me a lot of just like your prototypical slashing point guard that's, you know, big, 6'5", so he's big in size, averaged 20 points per game, five rebounds, didn't really pass the ball, but they had their other, they sort of had a two-guard system there, right. where, you know, he was really the scoring, the other person, the other, I, I, his name's uh, slipping me right now, but... Um, 
the other the other guard was more of a you know distributor. distributor. Yeah, yeah. He, he would fill that role. So what you're getting with him is somebody that I think is going to be able to come in, is going to be able to score at the NBA level, and I don't think he's going to have a lot of le- uh, growing pains. I mean, I really don't. I don't see a lot of weaknesses in his game. You know, when he makes that jump to the NBA, so I'm sticking with Jamal Murray. That's who. If if we do take it, that, that's who I want. Okay, what about a shooter? How about Buddy Hield, the best shooter in the draft? Um, I've gone back and forth with this with this pick in general because going into the draft, I was thinking there's a great chance that we'll get the third pick. So let me think about the different options that they would have at the third pick. And I've been going back and forth with with Dragon Bender and, and Buddy Hield. But before we get to Bender. Let's talk about Hield a bit. Okay. okay. He's a shooter. Yeah. Obviously, best shooter in the draft. I love them. In, uh, I love them. I love watching him play at Oklahoma, man. Streaky shooter, though. Streaky, yes, but consistent. Shot selection's a bit iffy, too. So, he's sort of this new school guard, right? Right. In the mold, the mold, not comparing him at all. Where you take outrageous shots, in the and if mold, they go in, it's amazing. If yes. you miss it, what the hell are you thinking? Sort of the mold of the okay. Steph Curry. Sort of what Steph Curry's making. Right. Look easy. A lot of these, a lot of these guys coming up are trying to emulate that. Right. Now, I think so. He's changing the game, right? So he, it, exactly. I mean, we're going to see this more and more. We're going to see these crazy shooters that just, you know, that's that's all they do. But the problem with Buddy Heald is that's literally all he does. That's all mm-hmm. he brings to the table. You saw, or maybe you didn't, but in in the tournament, oh yes, at, in the early yeah. part of the tournament, where he was playing better, uh, he was better than the competition, and Oklahoma was better than the competition. He looked like Steph Curry. He really did. But then when you put him up against... Well, he dropped five threes in that game? Yeah, I mean, well, he's, he scored like... He was the leading scorer in the tournament. Yeah, 40 points. I think he scored in that. Oh, I'm thinking about that. Yeah, okay. But then you put him up against a team that has a good defensive scheme against him. They shut him down, you know? So I, I, he's, he's an off-the-ball shooter. Great if you want that type of player. I mean, the Celtics could obviously use some three-point shooting, so I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Right. But my, from my my point of view, he doesn't do anything else but shoot. He can't defend. That's why I don't, that's why I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah. That's a, but the thing that the positives that you can take out of his game is that he's going to be in a system that where where he's not the main scorer, not even the second or third top scorer. You know, he's a guy who I think if the Celtics were to pick him, he's going to come off the bench. He's going to provide provide that outside shooting, and he's going to get you those big three point shots that you need down the stretch. So. I I don't know, man. I'm fifty fifty with this guy. Like you said, he doesn't he doesn't do a whole lot of different things really well. Would you be surprised? But he's a hell of a shooter. Would you be surprised if they drafted him on the third pick? I would be surprised. I would be surprised I think too. The Celtics look for guys who are kind of have that jack of all trades uh, persona. You know, can do a lot of different things. Yeah. Maybe maybe they can't do a specific thing really well, but they can do a lot of things. You know. Right. They're they're an all around player. Where right. Buddy Hield is really going to be a specialist. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even if he's the best three-point shooter, you know, in this draft, I think it's a reach to take him at three, third overall. I really do. Just because that's all he's going to give you. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you can get a play. Like, like I said, Jamal Murray, solid three-point shooter. Yeah, but he's not as good of a shooter as Buddy Hill. He's not even close, right? right? But he does so many other things well that's going to be translate translate to the NBA game, which I think is huge. And Buddy Hield, you know, he, well, how, how tall is Buddy Hield? Six four, six five, six. Yeah, I mean, so that's a that's a two guard in the NBA. Six four, six four, six four, yeah, two any, oh, anywhere from a point guard to a shooter guard. Two oh nine, six four, two oh nine, and so he would be an undersized two guard, right? Because he's he's not going to handle the ball. He's going to be an undersized two guard running off screens. 
He needs to be a lights out shooter to have any any translation to the NBA game. But I want to see if he can shoot from not just from uh, beyond the arc, but like you know, kind of like those mid range jump shots, uh, those mid range shooters. These guys that you said that are kind of coming into the league now. I love uh, the CJ McCollum comparison. Right. If he if he turns into a CJ McCollum, that would be great. That's that's a great see. But CJ McCollum, offensive guy to have. He doesn't play defense, right? Right. But, but neither he does score, Buddy Hield. But he also isn't afraid to sort of take it to the basket. And that's what I think that you may find some weaknesses in Buddy Hill's game is being able to get in, get into the lane and score. Yeah, I don't think he's powerful enough. I think the only thing he's going to be able to do is shoot threes. Yeah, he so, can he can shoot off the dribble a bit. No, he can but, shoot off yeah. the dribble. I mean, he can right. create his own shot. I mean, he creates he, his own shot, but he doesn't drive. He doesn't he, slash. Right, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. That, and that's and I mean, to, truthfully, I mean, if they want to shut you down behind a three point arc in the NBA, teams will just do that. I think help defense. He would be pretty good because you know alongside. If you're alongside Avery Bradley and if you're right. alongside Marcus Smart, hey, they make you look better. And you know? you know what? You make a good point there. I mean, His the, Celtics, is good. the Celtics really but, don't need another defender, right? I mean, let's be honest. We got we got a ton of them. With Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder. Well, it depends if you're trying to trade those guys. Right, right. But, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. If they do draft, if they let's say they're still around. Let's say if they do stay, if they do stay with this roster and they take the pick and they use them, right? Okay. Then... I mean, he may fit in all right because we have – he's going to be always playing with a better defender. It'll yeah. sort of be like the same thing with Isaiah Thomas right now. Yeah. They sort of cover up Isaiah Thomas' defensive weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something to put out there, dude. I don't know. Okay. Fair okay. Enough. So speaking of someone – well, I said a little bit earlier. It's been a while. But I was talking about the Celtics picking someone that you know can do a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything, but is still obviously uh, unpolished, very raw, but a name that you're going to hear a lot. From now throughout to uh, up until the draft, and that's a uh, Dragon Bender. Uh, we got this guy who's uh, international, uh, can shoot a bit from the outside. From the what dragon. we've seen, so to can me. run the floor a bit, you know. So what do you, uh, what do you, what do we think about this guy here? Can we, can we see the Celtics drafting this guy at the third pick? Well, to me, what do you think? He's the only guy that should be drafted draft at the third pick. The only guy. The only oh, guy. Man. Oh man. If Simmons and Ingram are not available, hard to believe that's not going to happen. But so fuck this discussion, right? Just, no, yeah. This is the <laughs> only guy. This so is the only guy. Glad All we right. showed up to, to do the to podcast be. today. <laughs> the only guy that's need to be looking at. Okay. Seven, Why is that? He's seven feet tall. He's young, eighteen years old. I know he's not. You know, he hasn't filled in body wise. He's what two twenty? Yeah. 215 maybe. No. He's, <laughs> he's 220. He's, he's, he's listed as 220. He's listed no. at 220. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. The last listing I saw, he was under almost under 200. Oh, really? Yes. He's thin. That is re- – no, that's not even humanly well, he's, possible. He's all over the place because, uh, you know – the Okay, maybe he's a little bit over 200. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. he's 225. If oh, a seven-footer was under, <laughs> that would be like Manute Vol type <laughs> shit, dude. Like just looking like you haven't eaten in like ten weeks. Well, for a seven one no, guy, was, he's not too far away from from Bull. He's not. No, he's well, I mean, thin. Bull was seven seven. No, that, <laughs> he's <laughs> whatever thin, he was. No, that'd be like what was the name of the Chinese guy? Not not Yao. The, oh, Ging Ji Li. Yeah, yeah. That dude was thin. Yeah, or Julian Julian Yi. I would call him. He had a great NBA career though. Yeah, he panned out. No, but okay. So so hopefully he doesn't fall to under two hundred pounds, right? Right. So Dragon, he's a he's. He's listed as a power forward center, but he's just more power forward to me. He, I think he's more of a. I think he's more of a, a, a small forward. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he, he he doesn't know what to do in the paint. He's no. gonna get beat. He's yeah. gonna get eaten alive in the paint. So this this against is, these NBA so bigs. We, we were just talking about like you know him. You know other players have having that ability to do a little bit of everything good. This this is he's kind of like the jack of all trades. He is that versatile type of dude. Um, he's he is eighteen, so that's always a plus. If 
if you're we're, on, on terms of talking someone that doesn't need that much time to develop you know he's a lot right. he's further along than most 18 year olds right okay but can we just call him a tall kelly olenic no no you see because no, he's the same he's about the same he's no seven, because he's seven one and kelly's seven, I, seven foot two right so i was watching and obviously, like, I'm, well, I'm talking about right now, not his ceiling, but right now, he's right? a he's a seven foot Kelly Olynyk. Well, Kevin Olynyk's seven foot. Yeah, he's seven foot, and yeah. he's not okay. He's a, he he's is, a skinnier. He is, he is way lankier. So this the biggest thing that Olenek. jumped out at me when I was watching sort of the whatever tape wherever he was his playing hi, dude, his highlight tape. <laughs> but like, but like, so his ten minute tape, dude. I, I just I watched probably like an hour of YouTube videos on this guy. It's very addicting. So that means you watch the same tape about five times because no, the, I don't think it's an hour long. No, there's like there's like there's like eight draft breakdowns at the Draft Express NBA Draft. Oh, they got highlights of him playing in like so, when he was so, seven, sixteen. So right now he's playing from Ma- I always screwed this up. Maccabi Tel Aviv, I think. Perfect. Yep. Did I get it? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Israel. Yeah. Uh, Israel. Israel's <laughs> best team. It's one of the best teams in Europe, no, right? You're right. You're right. You're so right. he's barely scratching the floor. I think he's only playing like 13 minutes, averaging 13, like five 14 points, minutes, whatever. Yeah. But he's also 18. So you got to think of that. This is, you know, whatever. But when he played against the, uh, he came over last year in the Adidas, whatever, Euro Classic something. He was the MVP. And that's when, that's when he got people's attention. That's right? when he got, and right. he, I, watching that tape, he lit, he is super fast. Yes. Like that's what is, I like about him because you know the Southerners, they love big men that can run the floor. And he, that's he's what athletic, he loves. Super I love Tyler I mean, Zeller. So he, he's not going to jump out of the building, right? So he's not athletic NBA standards, yeah. but he's a different type of athletic. He's like, you ever play pickup against like a soccer player? Yes. And they sucks because they just keep running up and down the court and you're yeah. like, what the hell? You got to keep up with them. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's sort of where, but he, but he can shoot the three. He's, he's seven feet. So if he runs yeah. the floor, Someone's gonna have to try to keep up with him. Yeah. And what what he looks like to me, he, he can pass the ball. Mm-hmm. He he can handle. He has no problem doing that. But the thing is, he's seven foot. So if he comes in the NBA, people are gonna be like, "You got to play down low." But he's not. He's, he's not, not gonna, gonna be able to play it, down right. low. So is he? In your opinion, is he like Zinger? I think he's a different player than than Zinger because Zinger's okay. gonna block shots. He's gonna be able to post up down low. Mm-hmm. He he can defend the pick and roll a bit. I don't know if this guy can defend the pick and roll. I th- he's actually. A very good wing defender, I, I I think. Well, if you're talking about he's more like a small forward, then he he better be. No, he he can he <laughs> he has great footwork. I mean, everything that I watch, like it doesn't look like he's out of out of feels uncomfortable guarding it. But the the problem is is basically you're going to have a seven footer trying to play wing, which is going to cause. I mean, he's obviously quick for a seven footer, but he's not faster than you know who Paul George or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like potentially. You're backup for Jay Crowder. No, I mean potentially he could be one of the top. I think, and I I don't know if they should take him third overall, mm-hmm. right? But Bender has that gigantic boomer bust that I think is more than, you know, the European prospects in the past where you're sort of like, eh, he's all right. You know, he he could he's be not, great. He's not, he's not Darko. He could be great. He 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 seriously he could be great. So the only thing is. He still is. We still don't know anything about him. Like, even uh, though I watch this, this is all YouTube. Like, I don't know. Singing a different tune after your piece on him last week. No, I, I, I think this. I think the Celtics should. You convinced me that he, this was someone that the Celtics seriously should be looking at. Uh, seriously, they should be looking at him, right? With the, but, uh, but my, my, my question in that piece was: Is he worth the third overall pick? Mm. Right. So that's just the question. He's, a, he's going to be a. I think he's going to be a g- great NBA player. He also could come over and not play a single. You know, minute in the NBA. I don't know because he's 19. He's from Croatia, so it's it's a big it's a risk. So Danny Age loves taking risks. Well, he did he did say he they had a 
a few potential, you know, players in mind for drafting at, at number three. So, so if, any of these guys that we've talked about, anybody else that we didn't talk about that potentially I mean, could be Chris Dunn, also a possibility. I'm not too high on Chris Dunn. I know no, a lot of people either. are. Yeah. A lot of people are though. I mean, he's got that Providence connection. Um, yeah, I'm not crazy about him for that for that pick because I I don't think that he's someone that. Well, I don't want to say that the Celtics don't. They don't need him. <laughs> I want to say, but at the same time, there are guys on this draft in this draft class who I think have. A higher range of potential than than Chris Dunn. Yeah, Chris Dunn, I think, is sort of like he could be got, a top five pick. He could already, be, but yeah. I don't know, top three. But we already got Chris Dunn's on the team, right? We already got guys that aren't great shooters, that are great defenders, great distributors, right? Hardworking guys. Not to call him like a Rozier, but we have those type of players. Yeah. Whether oh, you want a defending guard, or we have Marcus Smart, or you want someone that can you know drive, who can drive and distribute the ball a little bit. All right, you got Terry Rozier. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't be so excited to see him drafted because I think that the Celtics can continue to work with Terry Rozier. This is this and is he could be he could become a, a backup point guard. It would be a bad thing if the Celtics draft Danny Ainge decided to draft in three straight draft classes defensive minded point guards. That would be bad because yeah. we don't need three of those on the team. No, and you haven't moved on from anybody. And you haven't moved on. I was just going to say that. Right? <laughs> like, and they're, and still, they're still here. All on the roster. <laughs> right, right. And then James Young is standing there like, hey, I don't play defense, man. <laughs> <laughs> get James Young out of here. Anyways. So Okay, wait. Before we get off to this, uh, before we keep going on with, with Dragon, or Dragon Bender. Dra- Dragon. Just call him Dragon. Is it Dragon? Dragon. I feel like it has to be like, he's it? international. I don't think they say Dragon. Do they say uh, Dragon? Uh, Dragon. They probably say Dragon. <laughs> Dragon. Mother of dragons. <laughs> little Khaleesi going on right there. Let's uh you talked about defense. Let's talk about this guy. No one's talking about him. And I think he's going to he could be a, a dark horse in this in this draft, in this first round. Jalen Brown out of California. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. I like this kid a lot. I think you're the I only really one. do. I think you're the what? only one. What I do. Okay, this is this is the way I'm thinking about this third pick. I'm gonna let there's you go. three guys. There's three guys I'm thinking, and he's the he's the last one. So if the Celtics picked him, I don't know how I would feel about it, but I wouldn't hate it because I really like this kid. I think he could be put it this way. If the Celtics were selecting fifth, which would be horrible, I would say take Jalen Brown because the other two are going to be gone. So I'm putting him at the third, at the in third place for these three guys, but I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if the Celtics picked this guy because of how he plays defense, his potential, his athleticism, mm-hmm. and how I think he could be a legitimate score in the NBA. I'm not saying this guy is going to be a superstar, right? But he could be that X factor that the Celtics need, who who does who does a great balance of defense and offense. Because who knows? What if the Celtics trade Jay Crowder? What if they trade you know one of those guys that you need to to come in and and, and fulfill that role? What's your knock on Jalen Brown, man? I like him, ah, dude. I just don't. I the the everyone who is able to play in the NBA now has to shoot. They have to be able to knock down jumpers. Jalen Brown cannot do that. He's a slasher. There's but, nothing wrong. I like slashers. You don't like slashers? I used to like slashers. The NBA is changing now, though. I mean, what? Okay, here, here's my Kawhi Leonard, right? Came into the league. People didn't think he could really shoot the three, but he has touch, right? He was able to develop that three-point shot. Jalen Brown looks like he's just throwing a baseball at the rim when he shoots, man. Like You know who else looks like that? Rondo. Draymond Green. No. He's got touch, though. No, he doesn't. Jamal Green has from a soft time, touch. From time to time, he has he has a mid range, 
But he's he's forcing it at times with the three pointer. I think that's his ceiling. But I just think I that see Draymond Green in this kid. I really do. Out of your mind, I do. man. And it took J- it took Draymond oh Green a couple God. of years to become Draymond Green. It took J. I don't know. I don't think that. I don't think that Dream. They may have the same talent level, but Draymond Green has way more drive than Jalen Brown will ever have. Which I think that's why it makes him a good player. Like Jalen Brown just looks to me like a guy that's just sort of floating through things, trying to let his athleticism take over. I mean. I don't know. I I would if the Celtics draft Jalen Brown in the third overall pick, I'm gonna be pissed off. Yeah, I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't hate it. All right, just throwing him out there. All right, Sean. Mind, I see man. how you feel about him now. How do you mind? Well, let's ball Watch him be a star. The <laughs> 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 show just ends. Thanks for listening, guys. No, just kidding. Uh, he's athletic though. He's def- definitely athletic. I mean, he he's could, like Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson could shoot threes though. Tell me, tell me an athletic guy that wasn't able to shoot threes. Um. Uh, Gerald Green. That's right. You're right. Gerald Green makes a few, a few threes, right? Yeah. Athletic guy. Gerald Green. Can he can sh- make a couple threes. Right. Oh, he's had a great NBA career. I mean, he's been he's been solid, you know. Hey, he's still. Never he's, never got bounced out of the league. You know, great draft pick by the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, he's still, he's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still around. I'm surprised he's still around, but yeah. he's found a way to stick around in the league. Well, he's playing so many minutes, too. So many minutes. He's a great player. He was just until this year. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Last year, he was playing minutes in Phoenix. Great player. All right, guys. We'll see what happens. Uh, man, I really hope. That, I really wish Celtics got the second pick. <sighs> I if you know. get the second pick, it's just life is so much easier. You can either move it, and if you don't move it, you have the easiest decision in the entire draft. Whoever doesn't get picked between Simmons and, and you take him and uh, Ingram, you take him. It's like the Durant it's the easiest thing. pick, right? Exactly. Ugh. So, All right. so I guess I guess we can look at it look at it this way though. Going over the guys that we just dra- we just drafted, we just talked about the Celtics being able to draft with that pick. Looking at the current roster right now with the offseason plans, we're going to sign a free agent. Whatever. Do the Celtics? Would you want the Celtics to draft? And use the player, or do you want them to trade the pick? Trade it. I want them to trade it, but I don't know the asking price. I don't know who they're going to get in return. What if they get? It's just, what if they it's get? It's too early to tell. What if you traded the third pick? Okay, let's play some more what ifs. Like, like for like a young, not a superstar, but just a. Let's even put Jaleel Okafor on there, right? You know what? Oh, you gonna? Do you know what I was gonna say? What? Actually, you know what? Okafor sounds better. Never mind. What were you gonna say though? I was going to say New Orleans. New Orleans Noel. One of the two, right? Because it's been reported. I mean, yeah, I we mean, know Denny Ainge. He, he will, he will you know, start up trade talks with, about a guy what, if he really likes him. I think he really likes both of those what guys. What if they just get a guy that they know can play in the NBA and they, they move it? They keep their roster intact. They don't trade any other player. They just move that third pick to some, like Philly, who probably wouldn't care moving on from one of those guys. Ooh, I would love Jaleel Okafor for the Celtics. Right. I mean, Either one of those guys, but Okafor more than I mean, Noel, Noel would be. Noel would be pretty good on a on a good team, man. I think if you home. put him on a good team, like like the Celtics who need a big man who can defend and rebound, all you need him to do is defend and rebound. And I mean, then you're looking pretty good, even if you can't attract that big free agent or whatever. You got you got Nerlens Noel on a team. You still got, you know, you still probably got to go out and get a sign a free agent to yeah. get some scoring on the team. But let's say this is this is sort of like this is sort of pretty crappy when you hear the names of Duran Horford and. Whatever. No, Jimmy no. Butler, I'm, I'm thinking. Cousins. I'm thinking in the same boat. I'm not imagine, thinking that high. So go could ahead. Could you imagine? Who do you got? Let's say. Let's say they go out. They trade. Let's just say Nerlens Noel, right? They okay. So, so let's. All right. So just the pick, and someone's got to be in there too. Right. But let's, so let's, let's say James in, Young James, and I don't RJ, know, Hunter, RJ Hunter, whatever. Yeah, okay. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They all got right. him, right? Then they go out. They sign Nicholas Batum. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. So you got Nicholas Batum, Nerlens Noel. They're not. 
franchise-changing players, but putting on this team with the pieces that are in place, you can't be upset about it. If that's the entire offseason, I'm not upset about it. I don't mind it. You, you've improved your team and you haven't lost anyone, and I'm assuming that they resigned Evan Turner. That's not a bad team. No, no. I mean, you'd, you'd obviously throw a couple other role players in there, but, I mean, let's be honest. Really? I mean, Nick Batum, Jalil Okafor, or, or, or Noel, Noel, whatever. I mean, that's not a bad offseason. It's not a bad offseason. Obviously, it's not. Obviously, that's plan like C or D because you want Durant, you want those big names that are out there. And I would rather take that any day of the week right, when we can sign but them. Plan but, A and B, kind of might, they might be out the window right now. Right. Even Danny Ainge said going into this draft, he said, we're going to have to get lucky a bit. And I think what he meant by that was grabbing one of the top two picks. Yeah. I really do. Right. But hey, like, seriously, there's a lot. Of, it, it is not all bad to get the third pick. Right, We're, there's still a lot of options, and hey, we'll, we we shall see what Danny Ainge rounds up. But Joel, what if if it, what is what is a disappointing offseason for you right now? Now knowing we have the third pick, and if we trade it, what is a disappointing offseason? If everything stays the same, and just this number three pick is supposed to be the shining star, quote unquote, next season. If, okay. If nothing happens, if this team if this team stays exactly the same, and they add. That number three pick, whoever it is. They add Dragon Bender. All right, they add Dragon Bender. No, I, I, I don't think they've improved, and I would be pissed off. So we still have our expectations pretty low. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think we're being, obviously right now we're being sort of. I don't think, I think, I, I know what you're about realistic. to Realistic. Yeah, but I don't think people realize this is the very first time in like over 20 years that the Celtics have actual cap space yeah. to go out. And get a top tier free agent, which I I still think. Uh, so yeah, but so, see, this is the thing. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. I just want to get this out though before I forget it. We have to remember that the Celtics don't have to use this cap space. I don't want the Celtics to be in a position where you know the 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 uh, the the top tier free agents are gone. So we're gonna spend a hell of a you know a fuckload of money on on Hassan Whiteside. I don't want to see that happen. Oh, no, I would love Hassan Whiteside on this team, but I don't want to see him signed to no, a, no. a oh, 17, oh. 19 million dollar deal. Yeah, I don't. Hold on, hold on, no, no, no. I see. I see exactly. You want you want to do that? Yeah. I see what you're saying for Hassan Whiteside. Yes. No, hold on. I see what you're saying. Like, just don't spend the money just to spend the money. Right. I get it. I don't think Danny's gonna do that. But you still you're still gonna have to overpay just a little bit. You're gonna have to, and you you're know you're gonna what? have to overpay just a little and bit. You know what, Danny? Yeah, but there's a big difference between overpaying those guys and overpaying okay. the guy you just mentioned, but you okay. Nick Batum. But we're talking about you could potentially getting two guys, right. not just one, which two is, guys. Which is because Danny Ainge has set himself up with these. Like everyone was, everybody's mind was blown when they signed Avery Bradley to eight million per year. I looked at it and I said, every, every, all the reports I, at that time. I thought that was a pretty friendly deal. The cap was going oh, yeah. up. I don't know why people. Were I don't know why people were so mad at that. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, whatever. It was. A, yeah, it's a lot yeah, of money yeah, for no. it is for Amy Bradley in the old cap. Yeah, but yeah, we I, all I knew the new cap so. was coming, so That's I don't understand I mean. why people were so upset about that. They set him up. Look they what set, they did with Jay Crowder. Crowder. Right. They got Isaiah Thomas. They all was, on team friendly deals. I was so more upset can, with him. I was more upset with Amir getting twelve million a year. It's a player option. They need to spend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But or team option. But the Celtics are in a perfect position to splurge. They can go out and say, not not overpay for two guys, right? But if you go out and you want to assign Whiteside, right? Let's just because you brought him up, you can go out and say, "I'm going to give you twenty-two million dollars for four years." That's too much, man. No, you could you could do it though, and and then it doesn't matter yeah, but, because he's a young player. Well, I don't, well they, first they're of all, still going to have. Cap I don't space. think he would sign a two-year deal. But second, second of all, no, I said four years, twenty-two for oh, four years. Oh, for four years, no, okay. the max deal. Yeah, twenty-two million though. Oh, let's say twenty mil. He probably won't go for twenty-two. Twenty mil. Okay, twenty million. 
where you can get someone else who can do maybe not the exact same, but almost close. What about uh, Bismack Biyombo? He's not that far off from being <laughs> Hassan Whiteside. What? you telling me Hassan Whiteside is what? A 20-point score? Hey, you're laughing. But last night... Biyombo's a double-double machine. Last night we were talking about the, the Raptors and, and, and the Cavs. And I was like, I, don't, I didn't expect the Raptors Biombo, to get this bro. far. But you're like, that's the first person you brought up. You're like, oh... He's killing it right now. He is killing but it right I, now. But, but what did I say? Why, why did he was killing it in the last couple of games in the, in the last series? Because Hassan wasn't in the game. Right. Hassan Whiteside is like everything that Bismarck Biamba wants to be. And, and I told you that. will never be. And I told you that Valanchunas. Okay, so how good of a score is You know what I mean? You need, you need Valanchunas. Whiteside? Yeah. Whiteside is, a, is light years ahead of Bismarck Biamba. Okay, all right. But scoring you, wise. Scoring wise, he's worth 20, 20 million a he's year. A, he's a 10 10 guy. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's a 10 10 guy. He's a 10 10. We have we that in Jared Sullinger. No, he's he's a, paying him a lot he's less. He's a 10 10 and 3 guy. <laughs> Seriously? And, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not at all. Hassan Whiteside. Okay, okay. Whiteside's a better defender. All right, he does blocks. He does Better defender. Better but rebounder. If I'm paying 20 better something score. million. He's a better scorer than Jared Sullinger. If the Celtics are going to pay someone over 20 million or 20 million, you better score for the Celtics. That's he's the only way to make that kind of money. He's not a better scorer than Jared. Kevin Garnett, Paul okay, Pierce. They all got twenty mind. million because they they score. You guys are out of your mind if you think Jared Sellinger is a better scorer than Hassan Whiteside. He is. Oh, I don't. Hassan Whiteside can get it down in the paint and he can do something in the paint. Sellinger maybe has potential to be a better scorer, but he has not proven to be a better scorer in the NBA. I think he's a better scorer, but everything else okay. fine. But he's still. Right, Overall, he's still 10 But he's that argument's out exactly. That argument's out the window. He's a rim protector. He, what are, the, I don't care if it's a it's an old school thing to say you need a rim protector. He still is a rim protector. It's still a very and valuable and thing. And he's still a liability in the fourth quarter because he's not a great free throw shooter. So then he's what, a better free doing? throw shooter than most people think, though. He's around a seventy percent free throw shooter, man. He's, he's like the high sixties, but still, it's it, it that's much better than most centers in the league. Most centers in the league, you can't put on the floor because they're shooting fifty percent. So then, why then why Miami when he was healthy, they never had had him in the fourth quarter? Well, uh, I don't know. I'm asking Eric Spolster that. I think he's an idiot. I think if you're not scoring and defending, you're not worth twenty million. All I really right. don't. Well, we'll see. But if Jimmy Butler, two way players like that, those guys, they garnish that. Well, he's kind of a money. guard. So what are you going to only 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 spend on guards that score? Guards, wings. I know this is out the window, but just for sake of an argument, if you're someone like Anthony Davis who could do to get it done on both ends of the floor. You're getting 20 million, especially for the Celtics, man. Danny Ainge doesn't spend money on these, these thinking, kind of guys. You're thinking 20 million the old way, dude. Kevin Durant could possibly make like 30 million. Not this upcoming year. The following year. If you were to opt out, hypothetically, which you won't, but if you were to opt out, I'm thinking 24, 20, 25. Nah, I'll be close but these to are top 30. five guys, though. We're talking about top five yeah. NBA players. I'm talking about guys who are going to get it done on both ends of the floor. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to see the Celtics spend that much money on Hassan Whiteside. Put it that way. So I guess I don't know. I I like Whiteside, dude, and I, think, I like him too. But it's just too much money. I, but man. I think if you get Whiteside, why get tied into that? Because you're not giving up anything except money, right? So let's say that there is a lot of free agents that are avoiding Boston. You can get somebody like okay. A so Whiteside. What, what are people going to say? Oh yeah, I want to play with Whiteside, man. Let no, not even that. Not even, even attract other not, free agents. Not even that. Not even that. I'm just saying, if you do, if you get Whiteside, and then you let's say you do draft the Jamal Murray or you do draft whatever, that's gonna that's Right then and there, you're improving your team greatly. And and that's not trading away any pieces. Yeah, it, but you've just given up the one of two max deals that you have left. No, but people will come off the books. I mean, you can get rid of Jonas Jarebko and Amir Johnson. You have the team option on both of those contracts. That's $17 million more million that can come off the books. Well, is it, is it safe to say that probably the Celtics, realistically... The money well, is not a problem. No, that's saying, what I, I know, mean. I know, but I see where Sway's coming from, where you don't want to just... Oh, Hassan Whiteside's the only guy left? Bam, twenty-two million. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I get it. I get what he's saying. 
But at the same time, I think realistically the Celtics will probably sign one close to max, if not max, free agent, or they or they have the potential to to do that and probably trade for like another top tier, like Jimmy Butler player in the league. You know what I mean? Uh, all I know is that the trade, like I said, if I'm Danny Ainge, I do it, but it's gonna cost you a lot, like a lot, to get one of those players. So I, I'm still saying. Do it if if you if they're available, which I think is a big piece. If they're available, the Celtics gonna be first in line to trade for them, right? But I mean, if they're if you have to convince them to be available by giving up more and more and more and more and more, that's when you're looking. That's that's you know that's that's where Danny Ainge is gonna have to draw a line in the sand somewhere. All right, so, before oh sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just, uh, that, that, I mean, all right, we're just um, it's cool, man. Just <laughs> tell me, huh? No, no, I just I thought you were I done. I get it. I get it. I thought I you were it. done. <laughs> All right, no, just done. to wrap things up, guys, before we get into in case you missed it, I'm just going to throw this name out there. I know it's a very, very, very small possibility, but there's talks that he's disgruntled. There's talks that the the Rock is maybe thinking about moving forward. James Harden. Throwing it out there. James Harden. Uh, now, James Harden, I would trade probably um I would I would I would trade Brad Stevens. Like I said, I'll go back to that one again. <laughs> okay, Felger. <laughs> Fucking trading. would trade his personnel. No, I would. would trade his parents. I would probably trade Paolo and go visit them. <laughs> oh my God. would trade his parents, uh, she just his girlfriend, and she flipped me off. And then he'll go visit them in Houston every once in a while. <laughs> hey, they land is cheap in Houston, man. I'm sure my parents wouldn't mind moving down there. But all I mean, I'm saying, uh, if, I don't know, if, if man. James I don't Harden know. is available. You put James Harden with Brad Stevens. Yeah, but I think you're going to see a lot of that craziness and like a lot of that diva stuff go away pretty quickly and if the Celtics can get him I mean I wouldn't even mind well if you get him you get you can get Whiteside you can get your boy team him up oh, you, can, you can get anybody you can get anybody you know. I mean Harden dude if, if I think he's disgruntled I think it's sort of a sleeper and you know Danny Ainge is riding that hard yeah but would that would someone like Harden attract someone else to come on the team based on how he played last season based on his 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 I don't give a damn attitude but can I say something I don't think it's Harden that really? team is a bunch of psychopaths, man. No, but <laughs> no, seriously. No, but seriously. You, no, but you didn't notice that this year, though. No, he coming, he, he, he off, doesn't like Houston. I'm saying, but I coming say off that. a year, coming off a year where where potentially I thought he was he was the MVP, not this past season, but last year, right? And, yeah, and, and tonight, Curry, but no, it's not. It's not even that because you said he would be too. <laughs> I, so know, don't, don't, I know. Don't. I know. I'm just we'll get into that soon. <laughs> <laughs> but coming off a season like that, where he was doing everything and doing everything well, passing, playing defense. Rebounding to this year to just barely scoring and you know his scoring his uh his scoring percentage his uh shooting okay. percentage went down. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to say barely yeah, scoring, yeah. but okay. Yeah, yeah, no, his shooting percentage went down. Efficiency he was just, went down. He was just chucking up shots. Didn't care about defense at all. I think he's depressed. He was on. <laughs> I don't know. He could be. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I mean, he does have his own beard gummy candy. You see that? No, I did not see. They that. They have sour candies that are just James Harden shaped as James Harden's beard. Mm. Very strange, but it it exists. It's a lot of strange things going on. I can just picture bags. green beers all around the garden. Yeah, oh, but man. but listen, listen. It's a promo. It's a, it's a promo <laughs> waiting to happen. And like Boston loves beards, man. They do. They do. Not not since 2013. Nah, they, they still do. <laughs> they still do. He'll bring it back. <laughs> no Bruins, the playoff beard, man. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't know if it right it. Not all, since all not since saying, Gomes. All I'm saying though is I don't I don't think that <laughs> fuck Johnny Gomes. I, I hate That's that guy. Up, man. <laughs> I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Salty though. Salty has a great beard. He had a great beard. Anyways, who was serving drinks after the parade? 
Who was serving drinks after the parade? What? Gomes. No, no. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was Napoli. No, it was oh, Napoli. it was Napoli. Yeah, yeah. Napoli, Napoli has the best beer. Oh, Napoli yeah, was the Napoli. man. Yeah, that's Napoli was the man. The McGreevy's. I, I was trying to trump you on McGreevy's. Who, 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 oh, who had the better? Who had the missed, better? Who had the you better guys beard. missed the birthday celebration at McGreevy's. Just saying. Oh, oh, we made up for it. We Ooh. made up for it. Hey, but <laughs> Anyways, so back to Harden. I don't think that him being disgruntled was his fault because that team was so poorly put together. Nothing changed from them being the Western Conference Finals. Nothing changed on that team. But how do you fire your coach a week into the season? I, and Kevin McHale that got screwed. That was a screwed. big mistake. Kevin yeah, McHale got was, screwed. That was horrible. But I don't think that was James Harden's fault. I think no, that's no, more of Dwight I, Howard's fault. It's, every, it's Howard, everybody. Everybody. It, it, now, Dwight Howard is a team a killer. nightmare. Yes. And if the Celtics even go so, close so, to Dwight so you Howard. Got, you guys don't, don't want to. If no. he opts out, you guys are not looking for Dwight Howard? No? No? Get the, get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, Joe, what finally did we miss? Finally something we all agree on. What yeah. we missed. Let's get into it in case you missed it. Oh, got a little funky in here real quick. Hey. Did not see that coming. What up, Nas? <laughs> no, I'm always talking about uh, theme music. going to say a poem? Theme oh. music for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm always thinking about... Everybody uh, snap their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what up, what up? What do you got? No, I'm always talking about theme music for this uh, for this segment, so I decided since we're live today. Oh, Tim Tuna's Tim be- gonna love this one. It's a beautiful day out. Shout out to Tim. He's listening to us. Uh, Phoenix at the fourth pick, so there you go, Tim. D books. <laughs> no, in case you I missed it. I wonder if Tim is wants Jamal Murray. I'm sure he does. <laughs> we'll I'm talk. sure that he does. Yeah, he's Kentucky guy. Tim, Tim, yeah. text in and see if you want Murray on your squad. Yep. Anyways, in case you missed it, uh, we've been talking about just the Celtics grabbing the third pick in last night's draft lottery, but. Um, they also have like 80 other more picks in this uh, draft. <laughs> Literally 80. <laughs> in the first round, they got the, uh, other than the third, they got the 16th and the 23rd. Okay. In round two, they have 31, 35, 45, 51, and the 58th Jeez. pick. The main's going to be stacked. <laughs> yeah. The main, yo, we're going to make trips up to Maine next year. We're going to do a live broadcast ah. from the Red Claws. We yo, should, dude. We should gonna, reach out to them. They'll probably do it. They're going to be so they're gonna be so stacked that James Jung will probably be cut from the main. Oh, <laughs> bold prediction, dude. Bold they prediction. trade him to another D-League team. <laughs> so my question to you guys is, um, are these second-round draft picks worth anything to any other team? I mean... Yeah, you could move them. What what Danny Ainge should be doing is packaging and saying, "Here's two second round draft picks. Give me your second rounder in 2019." Because you can't draft all these guys, dude. <laughs> right. You just literally can't. Well, I liked what you were talking about with the the whole scenario involving uh, Nerlens Noel and, and Jalil Okafor. I mean, you packaging. add you add the pack, you add to the package the the number three pick with a couple of second rounders. I mean, that's a that's a good pickup for them. You know, they're obviously in a rebuild mode and that's going to have them stacked well, from think, now up until, you know, the next couple of years. They're going to be in, in good shape. And I think if you want a veteran, you can move a second round pick for a veteran. You know, like a a, a guy that's maybe Right, which we've seen Age do in the hanging past. Hanging on, you know, yeah. like whatever. And I, I can't think of the exact player right now that would fit that mold, but like you know, uh uh, uh Somebody that's going to be able to come in and just provide a little bit of veteran leadership, maybe not going to be the best player on the team. Paul Pierce? Boo. Hey, hey, just saying. I think that was our bold prediction like a couple of couple just, podcasts ago. Just throwing that out there. I think Paul Pierce would fit perfectly on the bench here, but that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got, Joel? Uh, Joel, way to, way to make everything uh, work the first time. Sorry about that. Case no, like, um, in case you missed it, game... Two to, is tonight between the uh, Warriors and the Thunder. It most certainly is. Thunder took game one. Woo-hoo. 
uh, refs missed an obvious call, travel call towards the end. Mm. How the hell do you miss that? Um, would that made a would that made a difference? Even though the Warriors were down four at that point. No. So I think it? the Thunder went in there and bitch slapped the Warriors, man. Uh, fifty fifty. Could have made a difference. It could have given them a, another chance to, to make a three and go into overtime, but you don't know what's going to happen in overtime. So now, I'm not going to say it would have made a difference to, to favor the Warriors as winning the game, but I just think it's a blatant call that the referees just – how do you how do you miss that? Mid-court, in front of everyone, right in front of the referees' eyes. Was it the same referees that uh, called the Spurs Thunder game that crazy ending? I, I mean, mean it, it's getting, know, it it's getting ridiculous, man. These, these official reports the next day – you know, they just continue to catch themselves making bad calls or missing obvious, blatant calls. I think what the Celtics, what the Celtics, what the referees need to do is, whenever you see a call that everyone is up in arms about, just go to the video, go to the tape. I know it disrupts the game. I know it gives both sides an extra timeout that maybe they don't need at the time, but they have to start getting this right because this is getting ridiculous. What happens if something like this happened in the NBA Finals? If, put it this right. way, guys. If this happened in the Celtics game, you guys would be furious right now. Right. Oh well, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. It makes for entertaining I mean, basketball. It, it has happened in the NBA yeah. Finals with the Celtics. But we've been furious. But. Oh yeah, 2010. You remember that? Well. <laughs> okay. All right. You point, remember point, uh, Paul Gasol living on the living on the free throw line? Okay. In the point quarter? point taken, but but we're we're six years removed from that. I, we're, I, we're, I we're in a system now. Like yesterday. We're in a system I'll never now. Be removed from that. Me neither. We're in a system now where you're checking tape. Check the fucking tape. If you if you even have a, a, a second guess on a call, go check the tape. So then, get it right. So no, but, okay. get it right. So are you saying or when, open your when he, eyes. When, he, when he slides his pivot foot? So just you know everyone's going nuts. Even Steve Kerr in front of the ref is like, "Are you kidding me?" So at that point, when no call is made, when do you make the call? You got to stop the game right then and there. You, if you have to do stop it. the game. Yeah. But what if he's like, "I don't think it was a travel." So that's it. Or even worse, if you check the tape and it's not a travel. No, don't. I wouldn't even yeah. go down this road. I would much rather have a couple missed calls here and there because. But blatant missed calls? The replay takes so damn long. Okay, put it this way then. Can we start firing some of these officials? Well, Can we suspend them? Like, there needs that's, to that's be. Get it right. That's okay, my whole thing. What's, we, the point? what's the point of this of this report coming out when we, we saw it? And then they, they still. And then what's, what's, what are the consequences? Right. So this is, this is, I think, something too. Why the hell does the actual ref need to go to the, to the side thing? To the to the side table, turn the TV around. Talk to Sakakis. <laughs> press it, play, rewind, play, press. rewind. Why doesn't the guy just say, "Yo, Tommy, was that a travel?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was because everybody knows it was a travel. <laughs> all right, all right, on a headset. Right. Just that, that's it. And then he goes, "Travel, sorry." <laughs> we stop the game, like, or the guy just. They're like, "Yeah, in. TNT's going nuts right now, man. It's a travel. Yeah, yeah it's okay. a travel. I'll get, I'll get an earpiece. That's hey, it. Hey, you dumbass. That was a travel. And oh, then he's like, shit. "Oh, <laughs> it just calls a travel." Like, we're in a, we're in 2000 and friggin' 16. All right, flying cars are probably 10 cars, 10 years away. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They should be able to figure out a better way to do replay than having a guy have to turn on a television that's upside down and watch it himself. And he's like, yeah, I can't get the remote to work. Duh, duh. And we're sitting there like, dude, it was a travel. Obviously, just have someone tell him. Yeah. They got Seacockers for a reason. I mean, the NBA is going to do what they usually do, which means next game, all the calls are going to be for, for Golden State. Yeah, Golden so. State's going to win like by 40 points today. Okay, that was, that was my next question. Who, who wins tonight? Golden State. Golden State, not by 40, though. It's going to be a close game. <laughs> so it's like, not quite. <laughs> not quite there. Not quite there. 38, but, um, 38, 36, not 40, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, that's my prediction. We, we didn't, no one here at this, at this table predicted that the Thunder would beat San Antonio. So who do we have in this series? Who do you guys – how, how far do you see the series going? Ooh. 
Oh, can sorry, I, I just got a text from Tim. Yeah, can I tell you something really funny? Yes. <laughs> just, so back, back, we talked about Tim, our son's, okay, right. our son's friend. Rewind. He's listening. <laughs> um, he's listening, and we said, dude, do you want Jamal Murray? He First text I get, I don't want no Jamal Murray. We need a power forward who can rebound and 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 uh, play on the inside. Uh, Sean, who does Tim want, though? Just the worst D-book. Next text I get, he must Dragon. have went on YouTube. Dragon. He goes, actually, I want Jamal Murray. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he said. Did. He said, I want Jalen Brown. Oh, Jalen Brown. Sorry, what did I say? Jalen Brown, dude. Tim knows what's good. Jaylen Tim Brown knows how to, how to assess talent, how to assess these prospects coming in. Hey, take him. I don't care. Don't sleep on Jalen Brown. Fine. I'll take Jamal Murray. You can take Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown is a freaking all-star next year, you're not going to hear it from the. You're not going to stop a, hearing it from Let's put a little bet on it's this right going now. To be, let's put a little bet on this right now. What, it's going to last two years? No. First year. Uh, averages averages whatever <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something who's the better player first year jamal murray or Jalen brown we'll be able to tell it's gonna be very clear perfect i'm down we'll, we'll figure out the wager maybe next episode we'll figure out what we put on the line here joel what else we got um you guys never answered my question oh that's right <laughs> oh i got the Warriors by got, 40 you got the, no i'm talking about the series warriors by 40 no <laughs> <laughs> what are you warriors are gonna win 41 to one games Okay. No, but uh, go thir- Warriors are still going to win in six. Okay. They're going to win in six. Sway? Warriors in seven. Seven. I this think is going to be like a classic series. Right oh, obviously. <laughs> they, could, they could be playing against the Blazers. He would pick if the Blazers. They, <laughs> I don't know, man. If they, if they, if they, if they went through the Spurs. No, no, no. If, if the Blazers beat the Spurs, Draymond, he would be like, yo, the Blazers on a roll, nah, man. Nah, man. If Dray- on a roll. If Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes, and Iguodala want to play like they're Steph Curry, they're going to lose. But if they play... The way they usually play, where they share the ball and don't chuck don't chuck threes with 23 seconds left on the shot clock, yeah, they'll beat the Thunder. So, who do you got? Well, I I, I got the Warriors in seven. Oh, man, I thought you were going to go Thunder. No, I got the Warriors in seven. I'm actually rooting for the Thunder, but the you know Warriors are going to win in six. You know why? Because that travel that wasn't called could happen again. Because mm-hmm. Westbrook mentally sometimes does these boneheaded Mistakes. Yeah, plus sure Dion Waiters is on that team too. He's an idiot. Yo, he's been. <laughs> I was gonna say what's that to do with anything? No, I know, he's just right? an idiot. <laughs> no, but I can't he, wait. He's balled be, against Antonio. There's gonna be a fight, dude. I know. There's gonna be a big fight in the series. There Why? is. Why? Because Steve, because Steven Adams, Steven Adams, Draymond Green, Steven Adams called uh, Andrew, the Warriors a bunch of monkeys. And, That's why. And Bogut hitting hitting Jeez. Westbrook like that, man. He didn't mean to. It's gonna be. It's gonna. The, I, I, it may even happen tonight. There's gonna be a fight in tonight's game. I, I have a feeling. Like the tensions are just really ramped up right now. All right. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, the Cavs shot on the uh, the Raptors by f- like forty last night. Yeah, get the brooms out. So yeah, sweep, 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 sway. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. I you know Le- what? Going into it, I gave them one, but uh, I, I had my know. favorite shirt on last night too. My LeBron is a bitch shirt. You know what? Toronto might get one. They might, but if they don't, they get, then Cavs just made history. You're out of your mind. Three straight uh, best of seven series. If Valanciunas no. comes back, maybe. I thought the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq did that. No, no, because back then it was best of five. Oh, first yeah. Round. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, they pretty much are the same. Hmm. All right, and that's uh, that's it in case you missed it. Any uh, any last words there, fellas? No, I just thought of something. Tyron Lue was on the Lakers when they did it and coaches the Cavaliers when they did it. That's pretty cool. Well, how about <laughs> Steve Kerr was with the Bulls when they uh, won 72 games and now he coaches the Warriors who won 73 games. Man, these friggin' legacy coaches, man. You guys sound like Sean Granny right now with these uh, <laughs> these facts. Jeez. Love me some Sean Granny. Where do you find this stuff? Yeah. All right. Well, no, I don't got anything else, man. I think it's going to be... A, I, I can't wait to see what happens with this with the Celtics draft pick. I'm sure we're going to hear much more 
um, over the next couple of weeks, rumors, everything. So keep it locked on Causeway Street, man. You want to shout out our, our, our buddies out in our Cali? Yeah. Um, obviously into the open field. They've been doing they've been doing their thing. They've been they there's been a lot of good stories up on there. I mean, um, they I'm sure they got some stuff about the NBA draft. They you know what I love reading on that site too. They did. They do. They do. Not I actually even, read. A, I actually read a piece. Sorry, not to cut you out there. I read a piece on uh, if your favorite team didn't do well, you know, uh, NBA draft draft wise. So, you know, things are looking up for well, teams like teams like Minnesota, teams like uh, Chicago. You know. Also, if you're human and you watch Game of Thrones, because everyone should be watching that. <laughs> they do a great Game of Thrones recap, man. I love uh, for all you rocks that are listening to us that are not human. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't watch Game of Thrones. What the hell's wrong with Your you? Your trees out there. I appreciate you blowing in the wind. Yep. Yep. Anything else, Wade? Uh... I'm all out, guys. Check us out, obviously, on um, uh, CausewayStreetBlog.com. We've got plenty of content coming up uh, covering the NBA draft as we uh, will see what happens, man. Offseason is uh, officially it's officially officially official. kicked off. Well, we'll see what the Celtics do here. We'll see what happens. Every step of the way, we got you covered here at Causeway Street Blog. Follow us on Twitter at Causeway Street. Boom. Like us on Facebook, Causeway Street Blog. Done. We got one more in there. Instagram. Oh, follow us on Instagram. I'm coaching right now. And Snapchat, even though we're lacking a little bit on the Snapchats lately, obviously. for Snapchat beat that basketball. Yeah. We, we so I guess uh, <laughs> my Celtics mug didn't give us uh, any any good luck there. I put that up on Snapchat. Yeah, I saw that. Charm, I, I thought that was Sean that I put that up there. Oh, that was me. Uh, that was uh, 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 Follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to iTunes. Uh, and you know what? Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, fellas. Later. Peace.